This is Nina, the host of The Wearing Podcast. Today, I'm not going to be doing an interview. With this episode, I am concluding season one. I will be taking a break for the rest of the summer and resume in September. I thought to take a pause here and say thank you, introduce myself a little more, the person behind the voice, and include a few short highlight clips of season one. This podcast has really been an experiment for me, a serious one, but nonetheless, I had no experience doing a podcast, nor did I know if anyone would listen. I'm amazed that I have listeners from all over the United States and countries such as Greece, the UK, Austria, Germany, France, Italy, the Netherlands, Spain, India, Nigeria, Russia, Brazil, Canada, Chile, and Israel. I am so grateful for the time that you have given to listen. It means the world to me. Recently, I was interviewed for the INT talks of the Pratt Institute of Design about the podcast, and I thought it would be a great way to give you all a sense of the behind the scenes, why I have done this podcast, plans that I have for it, etc. I've edited it down to get to the essential bits, but I think it will reveal a lot that I haven't spoken about before. Visuals to projects I am referencing will be on my website, thewearing.com. It does start with an introduction that was given about my experience. So you can either listen to that or fast forward over to the talk. Here it goes. Good evening and welcome. Hello everyone. Welcome to Pratt Interior Design Int Talks. Int Talks is a weekly dialogue and presentation series led by students, faculty, and the community at Pratt Institute Interior Design. We are very happy to welcome Nina Friedman. Nina is a visiting associate professor at Pratt Institute, where she has taught for the past nine years in the School of Architecture and with us in the Department of Interior Design and the School of Design. She teaches at Cornell University, NYC AAP, and has taught at Stanford University, SINY, and Parsons School of Design. Holding a BARC and MARC from the Architectural Association and a BS of Landscape Architecture from the City College of New York, Nina is the principal of Dreamland Creative Projects, where she explores the intersection of psychology and design. Her local, national, and international work includes architecture, interiors, furniture collections, and installations. Previously, Nina was director for Shigeru Bon, associate with Hugh Hardy, and worked with Renzo Piano, Richard Meyer, and Paul Rudolph. Tonight, Nina will speak about the podcast she created and hosts, Wearing, a podcast about belonging, place, and design. The podcast is about the layered stories of personal and cultural narratives and the live integrative mapping of inner experiences with place. It explores where we are. It is about belonging. In this talk, Nina will discuss the journey and impact of podcasting and its evolving unexpected takeaways for practice and teaching. And with that, Nina, the floor is yours. Thank you very, very much, David. This is a project that's been percolating for quite a while, and the preparation began in 2020. One could say it was a pandemic birth because I had a little bit more time and I wanted to stay busy within the confines of my home. And this is the first time that I'm speaking about it. And I really appreciate the opportunity to reflect and to consider how I can articulate this process and its focus and actually the meaning that it's held for me. So why 
did this begin? In 2014, my mother took ill and she was living in Jerusalem. I was living here in New York and I became responsible for her. It was a dive into the world of care. And I ended up being really, really grateful for the experience because I learned so much. At the same time, my son was in a ski accident that necessitated a long period of rehabilitation. So subsequently to all this, I wanted to have a way to have conversations about care, the settings, the people who do it, and the challenges which had such an impact on me. I wanted to integrate it into the world of design. So I initially thought that it would be a design and care conversations. But over time, this evolved into a deeper, broader, more universal focus on belonging, which really was often at the root of the experiences that I witnessed. And I felt that it could radiate into other cross-disciplinary diverse experiences. I was curious about the question, where are you? As the basic existential question and its integration with spatial experience. What lens this might offer into an empathetic understanding of this experience and a deepening of design understanding. I have a very, very long list of potential topics that keeps growing, which I have to say I don't necessarily adhere to as much, but I do have it in back of my mind. The podcast is structured around four categories, and I call them the neighborhoods, transiency and stasis, places I cannot change, aesthetic aging, and belonging. My podcast is an interview format, and who do I talk to is something that a number of people have been asking me. So first of all, I'm really looking to be interdisciplinary. And I am not interested in focusing on celebrity creatives to anchor the dialogue. The main point for me is that there's an alignment with the topic or questions of belonging. And I want to speak with artists, designers, poets, writers, educators, and regular everyday people. I'm not at all interested in featuring multi-million dollar homes or the latest beautiful design because there's a lot of that out there already. This is really about the emotional experience of belonging. I would like to speak with regular people who have universal experiences that everybody can relate to. And I really want to give these people a voice about their sense of belonging or home. Here are some excerpts. My growing up became very peripatetic. I should say rather that a singular place of belonging isn't something that I know. And what I've learned about home is that home for me is when I'm not home. I take my idea of home with me wherever I go. I'm very focused on other communities, what their idea of home is. When I go to these communities, I'm taking my home with me, that I'm my home. Home is, I think, first and foremost, a shelter for me. And not only in the sense of the physical aspects of it, it's a place where the people who you love are. That's where I feel I can always say, I'm going home. Here. The way I interact with people and they interact with me, the way of humor, and also some particular places here make me feel familiar, although I don't know the place. I give very much attention to the way of the interaction with people. And if there is rural landscape, it reminds me so much of home. We all need to find the places that will allow us 
to be real because that's where home begins. You want to build your home from there. Another part of the Wearing Podcast is house calls where we feature somebody who has had a very interesting experience with their home. It's not about the beautiful renovation of their home or the building of a house in a glossy way. This is more about the experience they've had, which would be interesting for people to hear. Something that's upcoming, which I haven't yet begun, is introducing short meditations. They're probably going to begin as urban meditations that are focused and centered on where you are and place. So we have examples like on the street, waiting, on the subway, on a walk, etc. Wearing began originally as a twin strategy loop of audio and installation. I've been interested in creating virtual and physical zones on issues that come out of the conversations. Now, this process had already begun quite a bit before the podcast began, but this idea is something I'm holding back on a bit waiting to see how the podcast would go, letting the process unfold. Spaces for Spontaneous Singing installation was designed for the LA Design Festival. What it does is it brings uninhibited singing from the privacy of one's shower to the public street parking lot in an urban mini singing shower park. It explores ideas about belonging, meaning where we feel comfortable, where we hide, and where we test our private face in public. Another installation that I've been working on is called Fence to Face, The Now American Dream. This installation reconfigures the iconic American white garden picket fence, which is a symbol of status, ownership, privacy, and separation into a welcoming nest. It takes the material of personal property and the borders as material for face-to-face connections, and it unifies into a protected nest enclosure. Inside the nest, there are two chairs that are face-to-face. The idea of the nest recreates the sense of home, belonging in human nature, and it's the symbol of freedom, contrary to the symbol of the fences and the restriction of territory. Teaching is also something that has been an inspiration for me. All of these things have brought wearing to fruition. I'm a student who is an art student and also a computer major. I did a number of paintings based on the city of duality, and how we find home in a place that's always moving. His inspiration was the Brooklyn Bridge. He did contrasts and opposites. And the idea was that these paintings would be exhibited back to back and suspended so that people could navigate between the duality of these opposites. Another course I taught was called Suitcase City, which investigates how we inhabit a home for the contradictory needs of transiency and stasis. The brief was to design habitation for those who are in various stages of wrestling with this question of should I stay or should I go, who live in the in-between and are potentially in various states of staying, departure, and arrival. I find that even in the thesis course that I'm teaching, that there's hardly a topic that doesn't relate to the idea of belonging. The last thing I want to talk about is the meaning that this has had for me. What I'm finding is that the word podcast doesn't seem to do justice. For me, it's much more meaningful. First thing is that it's become an integrative work for me, which is both personal and professional, um, professional meaning practice and also academic. I've also been interested in giving voice to people 
I find really interesting and extraordinary who are not known. And the podcast is all about one's voice and one is not distracted by visuals and one really focuses on the content. The unexpected things that have happened, which are more personal, is that I find it to be an amazing combination to find someone who does extraordinary work or who has had an extraordinary experience, but is still quite humble about it. And what happens to these guests after the episode comes out, I find that the feedback that I get is that they feel really seen and heard in ways that they haven't experienced. This really gives me a high. I also see people I interview in new ways that I don't normally see people. It's not only the interview and the conversation, but it's also the editing process because I have to listen to it over and over and over again. And it's not just the conversation, but it's the space in between the words. I feel like it's watching a child sleep. If any of you have had that experience where you're just sort of looking at them and you're watching them breathe, but they don't know that you're there. That's how I feel when I'm editing as I'm listening to it. I hear all the bumps and the mistakes and I hear their pauses and it feels like I'm breathing into the space of edits. And it's a way of seeing through oral conversation. I think now there will be some Q&A. I was one of the people that had a conversation with Nina about home and belonging. After the interview, it was really moving that so many people reached out to me and said that they really understood who, who I was. I mean, they knew who I was, but they, got, they had a sharper view of who I was and they had a broader understanding of what I do. I'm a photographer and doing photography was a pretty solitary endeavor. So I just wanted to say that that was really powerful for me. And I'm sure everybody else that she's interviewed has similar feelings. I know this is a crazy question, but I was wondering when Nina was talking, if she was to interview herself, what is her idea of home? Has she created her home through this project? Should I answer that? <laughs> this is the moment. I'll speak very briefly. The idea of belonging is really a very personal thing for me as well, because the idea of home for me has always been elusive. It's the integration between one's professional, personal childhood life etc. The integration is really that sense of home and belonging that I've always been seeking. This podcast is a vehicle for me, not only to talk about it with other people, but to think about it myself and really put the focus on it. Thank you for that. Nina, there's a question that I'll read to you. You've mentioned how teaching has impacted your podcast and your work. And could you speak to how your conversations through this work have impacted your teaching? And has there been a shift as to how you talk to students about belonging and about place? I think that when one has an underpinning of a focus, I probably speak through that lens when I critique and help them voice their own ideas. I am coming from that place. What's been interesting to me is that when they choose their own topics, they all seem to center about around it. I think that it has honed my listening skills to my students in terms of how I hear them and the importance of giving them their voice. I very much look for the personal integration of who they are with their work. So for example, a lot of it begins that way at the beginning of the year. And then many students tend to forget about that 
my feeling is that's such a driver. And in fact, many students want to hide from that. But when they don't hide and they really jump into it, it becomes this opening for them. It is interesting, Nina. And I've noticed that the, the last few years when I was teaching that so many of the thesis projects really do revolve around these internal questions and concerns. So much about belonging and finding one's place in the world, but the honesty of being able to fully embrace it, I think it's what helps to propel those projects forward. I mentioned at the outset before our guests arrived that I had listened to your podcast and I was surprised that you have only been doing this for months because it sounds as if you've been doing this for years. There's an ease with which you talk to your guests and what you just said, it's about listening and how you listen to your students as well. It's how you listen to your guests and you ask them the questions, but allow them to then have the floor. It's not like you're prompting and pushing a direction that you want an answer from. It seems to me in your questioning, you're giving so much freedom to your guests to allow them to explain, to reveal to the level that they're comfortable with. Well, something that I do on the podcast is threading. I like to look for the threads between the personal story and the work. And often I can find it because again, people are doing certain work for a reason. I love doing that kind of tying. So I do have a little bit of an angle. I'm still surprised that you haven't been doing this for longer. Well, the preparation was a longer process for sure. How did you do it? I think it was sheer madness. I had a lot of support that I found. It's so well produced. There's a level of finish to it that is so fluid. Thank you. That's something that I've been working on because different people I have to test out how fast or how slow they need to be heard. Or if someone is from another country and they have an accent, for example, I need to slow it down. There's another question, two questions here in the chat. Have you found a consensus in discussing with students and others about what is required in a place to find belonging? Interesting question. I don't think there's consensus about anything, really. <laughs> what is required in a place to find belonging? I think that's something that overall we focus on. We may not use the word belonging. How we embody the space, what the sensual experience might be, what the atmosphere is. Those are typical ways that I think are very normative, we talk about. But what's interesting about this question is I often wonder, perhaps we're not using the right words. Maybe that's something to think about. The other question then, I like the idea of wearing our spaces, that spaces hold our inner stories. People don't normally think that way. Is that an idea you came to from being an architect? The idea of spaces holding our inner stories. As designers, we go in and we change space. But the reality is that even when people don't have a designer, they are changing their spaces all the time. They're making their spaces, whether it's the photographs on the wall or the marks where someone has grown on the doorpost, for example. That's the story, right? There are stories that aren't necessarily tangible, but they're in memory. So if you think back to places that you've lived, you hold that with you. And sometimes you bring it and engage it in a new space. Sometimes you just hold it. I see it all over. But I've always been interested in the integration of psychology and architecture. That to me comes back to those readings of Bachelard and the poetics of space and our memories and how they frame 
the recollection of spaces that we occupied and how they may ultimately be the drivers in what we do in our creation. It's like understanding your own psychogeography. Exactly. Well, again, listeners out there, if you haven't listened to Nina's podcast, do listen. They're rich. There's a beautiful imagery that's described through the voices of each of the speakers and what Nina is able to call out from them in their discussion of their work and their sense of place, space, and belonging. Thank you. Thank you, Nina. Thank you, audience. Thank you so much again for inviting me. It was a pleasure and really, really wonderful to hear the podcast, to hear about your work. Nina, thank you so much for this evening. You're very welcome, David. And thank you all so much for being here. It was our words. We lived it. We knew when the creek rose and fell, and we knew when the ice was frozen enough to walk across. We knew everything. That's when it started, is in the forest, in the woods, along the creek. The longer I'd be in the creek, the wilder I would become. By the end of the day, I didn't know my name. I was just an animal running the woods. Like the smells, the sounds, the energy, all of those sort of things, they do make a difference. I think, of course, of my family and my friends and my loved ones and my culture, but that very sense of topos, like the land, it sounds romantic, but as I grow, I'm very connected to it, like the smell of the land or or the smell of the sea and things like that. It's pretty incredible how someone ends up missing these things. I've always felt like I've sat on the edge of belonging and looked in to belonging. And there is a gift to that. It's a very fertile edge for me. It's been a conversation that's been alive. Ultimately, I think home is a relationship to self and a relationship to one's creativity, relationship to one's belonging. And for me, that includes being part of the earth, tending community, part of the place. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back in September, and I really hope you return. Have a wonderful summer.